Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Knobcaster Football Podcast with a difference. And there's a significant difference over at Gasky's side because, as you can see, he's got a fresh new camera. We haven't quite perfected the settings. However, Gasky, it's, it's a much better quality, isn't it? Are you pleased? Oh, yeah, you can see my beautiful face clearly now. Every mm -hmm. single pixel is there. <laughs> Every single follicle of his beautiful Ooh. beard is in shot now, which is... And also, beautiful red light to show my support for the old reds exactly the reds uh the, the red the devils reds. specifically yes it's very lovely and uh, very nice um and as i say it's only just the beginning chaps we will improve the technology as we go but anyway straight to uh the pod cast obviously manchester city my team lost against liverpool <laughs> we have a little bit cry so we'll talk about that uh, we'll also be uh, talking about arsenal's um very um very close shave of a victory against Leeds United and also uh, an incredible action-packed game where Manchester United drew against Newcastle United nil-nil. Uh, me putting in two Newcastle uh, defenders slash goalkeepers really coming in clutch there. There was also the Ballon d'Or, so we'll be uh, briefly touching on that. Uh, the, the winners, uh, the losers, uh, should the uh, should the winners have won, should the losers have lost. Obviously, guess the footballer in 60 seconds. A few questions from my Noblets, and also we will, of course, be doing. It's Ballbuster. And we're going to start as always, when well, I was always, but as recently with the answers from last week's Ballbusters. In case you're confused, uh, but Nobbins, what is what is Ballbusters? It's the world's greatest football quiz, isn't it, Gasky? It really is. Thank it's you. Incredible. He said it, so it must be true. Basically, the premise is I give you a cryptic clue. You give me an actual answer. It's a footballer, past or present. I give you the initials and the clue. You write out your answers in the comment section. Uh, last week's clues, we had three of them. SM was the first one. The clue was Monstropolis in the spring. Sully is from Monstropolis. M uh, March is a month in spring. Sully March. There you go. Second clue was DD, the Scottish equaliser. That was... Denzel, uh, Denzel Washington. Is he got Denzel Washington? Is that his name? It's Denzel. I think he's actually Denzel. Yeah. Denzel. Oh, yeah. Washington, the actor who played the equal, uh, who played um, the character in the Equalizer. Uh, Dumfries is a place in Scotland. Denzel Dumfries. It's as easy as that. And Katie was the final one. I knew this if I wanted to catch De Bruyne. That would be a Kevin trap. Uh, so well done to Dr. Musty and uh, Village who all uh, got those three correct. Uh, Gasky, if you could please give me a number between one and three. Here we go again. Number three. Uh, that's uh, that's quite funny because uh, once again you have picked Dr mm. as the winner. Who's that? You're, you're rigging it, aren't you? What's, what's he paying you? What's he paying you under? Dr's paying you something under the table, isn't he? I promise. I promise. I'm not. It's, I assign a random number to each person in the comments. So well done, Dr. Who, to Dr. Who won that? Um, I will uh, be giving out the clues for next week at the end of the podcast and also i'll be leaving it as a pinned comment on the youtube channel make sure to leave your comments and your ball buses answers because you get to win knob coins which are our currency we use on my live streams uh, you also get a discord role in the server and you get eternal glory uh, but uh, those clues will be right at the end of the podcast and let's begin now with the matches from uh, this week it's all here and it's all football all the football all the time it's all the football all the time. Liverpool beating Manchester City 1-0 in a huge game uh, in the Premier League. Liverpool have been, I think it's fair to say, relatively atrocious this season for, for their high standards. Manchester City have been very good. I believe they've actually, even with this defeat, I believe they've got more points at this stage of the season 
uh, now compared to last season. So they're doing very well, obviously scoring for fun most of the time. This is the first time they weren't able to score in the Premier League. Haaland stopped uh, as well. Uh, our, Liverpool our Liverpool back in a title race. We will be uh, discussing that uh, momentarily. Uh, the first thing I wanted to say, uh, first of all, was congratulations to Liverpool for the win. Um, I'm obviously a City fan. Uh, just some context there. I thought that, as I say, Liverpool have been atrocious this season. Some individuals, uh, prim primarily the likes of, you know, Joe Gomez, even Van Dijk, uh, Fabinho, etc. have not been performing this season. But Joe Gomez had the game of you know game of of his life probably maybe, maybe had some better games in the past but he was very very good um and it, it's the classic city thing that city underperform and liverpool overperform when uh that's not the form uh, going into uh, the match but gasky just um uh, give us give us your sort of general thoughts uh about that match uh how you how you sort of like interpreted the game um and so, like, on the balance of play, did Liverpool deserve to win? Did City deserve to win? Was a draw more favourable? I would say nil-nil was probably favourable. Based on... Because you've got to look at it. People always say, if one team's got more possession, they deserve to win. Well, not necessarily. It depends what you do with the possession. I felt City obviously had most of it, most of the attacks. But the final third wasn't the best that we usually see from City. They lacked that cutting edge at the end. Because he did get to a point at the end of the game when I thought I was watching David Moyes United the amount of times they were swinging balls into the box. It's just like they ran out of ideas. Liverpool defended very well, so I feel like a nil-nil probably would have been fair. Liverpool didn't do enough going forward. City didn't do enough in the final third. But oh, it came from a mistake, didn't it? It was a simple game. Nil-nil draw, written all over it. An error. They score. Simple as that. But yeah, I think it was a, yeah, it was a, it was action, a very action-packed game for a 1-0 for as well. Yeah, and it was... It wasn't necessarily, I mean, for most of the game, it obviously did hot up. I think as soon as City's disallowed goal happened, which we will get into, as soon as that happened, the game really kicked into gear. But up until up until that point, it wasn't a good spectacle, but it was a really interesting game in terms of, like, the tactics, especially from Guardiola and City, because... I mean, what even was the formation? That 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 that's the thing. I've 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 like read plenty of analysis on on this, um, and and I've like watched it back and was obviously watching it live, and it's it's you can't even really try to nail down what the formation Guardiola was using. It, it was sort of in possession. It was a back three, but then you had Foden was on the left, and you also had Bernardo coming in to help out and like it was like, like a double pivot in midfield of Gundogan and Rodri and then you had both De Bruyne and Cancelo as like wingers on the right hand side um and then obviously Holland was the central striker so it was like a weird I don't even know as I say it's sort of nominally like a three four two one sort of thing but not even that it was re really weird either way obviously a huge change to what City normally do and I know a lot of criticism uh was given to that uh tact uh, like uh, structure and setup. Also, by me at the time, I didn't know what was going on. But in fairness, Gasky, um, City controlled the match, and City had most of the play. They had most of the ball. Obviously, Liverpool scored fr from from a silly error, and both teams did have uh, opportunities. Liverpool primarily on the counter attack. But this, the reason City lost, isn't because of for me anyway. It's not because of Guardiola's system. It's not because he made a mistake. Because I think actually. His tactics probably worked in that if Cancelo doesn't make that mistake, it's probably nil-nil. And we're, and we're saying, oh, Guardiola's tactical, you know, um, 
like defensive security, sort of like the way they were able to control the ball at Anfield, was actually quite good. Yeah, definitely, especially from the reaction that during the game, how Liverpool's reaction to their reasons and performances as well. And I do feel like the way they played was to, <clears throat> I feel they felt Haaland had the best over Gomez. So no matter what, you put the ball in the box, Haaland's going to beat Gomez, maybe even Van Dijk based on form. So maybe overloading the fullbacks, who are obviously not, cannot come, like Robertson's what, coming back from injury, and um, Milner not the quickest. If you overload them and get the ball into the box, Haaland has got the best best over them coming from. But, you know, just, again, that cutting edge just wasn't there for them. Like, on another day, that could have been a 4-0 sit. You know, you know, but, again, Liverpool played very well defensively. But, yeah, I, I, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was an interesting game based on, based on tactics as well. Yeah, and I think you raised a good point there. I think that, look, a lot's been, a lot's been made of the system. A lot's been made of Pep not making a substitution. I would have ideally liked it. <clears throat> excuse me. I would have ideally liked him to start Grealish because he's been playing very well. Ideally, I would have liked him to just keep the standard system. But at the same time, I think from a tactical perspective, it did work. It did work. Just the, the City players, especially in the first half, oh my word, so many individual errors especially from Gundogan and Bernardo Silva, who we normally associate with being able to play the ball very competently, just kept giving the ball away, kept making silly mistakes, really unlike them. Um, uh, the, the overloads weren't happening on Liverpool's right as much as they should have been with Foden and Bernardo Silva linking up, as I say, because of that issue with Bernardo. Second half, City was so much better com compared to their performance in the first half. And as I said, loads of people going, oh, why isn't Pep changing it? Why isn't he, why isn't he bringing on substitu substitutes? Well, City were much better in the second half and also better than Liverpool. So I don't know if a substitution would have made a difference because they were playing better. Um, it, it was just that sort of final, that sort of final ball in the final third and, and that, that last key pass or, or that last shot from Haaland. Uh, because, because again, Liverpool didn't keep Haaland quiet. He had at least three decent chances to score. I think of he had at least two headers and then he had the one shot out at uh, outside or just in and around the box, which Allison uh, comfortably saved. He just wasn't quite able to get uh, the right angle on it. But but Liverpool didn't, as I say, Liverpool didn't keep Haaland quiet at all. On another day, he would have scored those goals. He just didn't. Um, uh, he, he just didn't. Uh, but City did get it in the back of the net, however. Uh, and this was obviously the, the uh, sort of, not, not the turning point in the game, but after this match, after that point, it certainly got more exciting. Now, how, how do you interpret that whole situation Gasky because for context in case you didn't see it for whatever reason City got the ball in the back of the net however it was pulled back for VAR because Haaland was alleged to have fouled Fabinho in the build-up and there was also a question mark of whether Allison had control of the ball uh, so Gasky I want your what are your thoughts on that so for this one I find it quite interesting because if you were to show anyone just that passage of play no other, no, nothing else of the match just that this is a goal and it's the correct decision I think He's dragged him down, simple as that. It's a foul. But if you look at the whole match as a whole, the decisions that referee was given, letting everything go, the fact that the VAR has to get involved to decide the goal because it is a foul, it's just, what well, that's what amazes me. Like, he's let everything go. People can complain saying, oh, referee was horrendous. You know, he's let the game play, right? He's let fouls fly in left, right and centre, just telling players to get up. But the fact that, He's then, they've had basically, yeah, I've disallowed that because it's a foul because the ball's gone in the net. But are you telling me that if the ball didn't go in the net, well, obviously he didn't give it as a foul, did he? So, the, you know, simple as that. But it is a foul. 
um, if it makes sense, if the ball goes in the net. But he ain't going to give that if, if they don't score. He's not giving it, you know, he's just letting the game play. But again, it's one of these situations where the, the referee, if that, that same referee made got to watch the screen himself, he'd probably just go, I'll just leave it then. It's not a foul. Whereas someone else, another guy who's watching the game, has decided, no, I think that is a foul. I'm refereeing the game differently to how you're refereeing the game. Which is, again, is the issue with VAR. That you're just two people refereeing the game differently, which is clearly what's happened there with the disallowed goal. So, based on what you've just said then, do you think the goal should have stood? Based on based on how the referee has ref the whole game, then it might as well be because, you know, he's letting everything slide. So, yeah, he should let it stand, shouldn't he? But it is a... But you know, every other game it would be a foul, wouldn't it? It's if you know, if it was a if it was the other way around, how would your opinion be if it was disallowed? You'd be like, correct decision, wouldn't you, really? Correct decision. But based on the based on how the game was unfolding and how the referee was reffing the game, he shouldn't have. That's a very yes, I, I think I agree with you because Because before the match, this this is what has come out, both Guardiola and Bernardo Silva both after the match said that before the game, the referee came to us and he basically said, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, um, I'm going to let a lot of this game go. It's going to be a flowing game. So if like, you know, that there's like a, a challenge, as I say, I'm paraphrasing, he basically said a challenge, which may be a foul in another game will not be given as a foul in this game because I'm trying to make it a flowing match. Is a cent- That's the long and short of what he told the City players, and I assume the Liverpool players and, and coaching staff, etc. as well. That's that's what we've been told by certainly Guardiola and Bernardo Silva. There might be other sources to corroborate that as well. And and I did notice that throughout the game. Like, I think in uh, the first, um, uh, the first, like, five minutes or so, like, uh, for, but not just for City, for Liverpool as well, I'm like, how's that not a foul? How's, and the, re- the replays, it's like, how's that not been given? It's, and the referees clearly look at it. It's so blatant. And those fouls which weren't given, uh, you know, th- those which you clearly saw happen multiple times, at least five or six times, were worse than the Holland foul on Fabinho. So I do agree that it is a foul, and I do agree that in any other game, it should be disallowed. However, if you're setting a precedent of allowing the game to flow and carry on, then you've got to carry that through regardless of whether it ends in a goal or not. And for me, that is the issue. Because when I was watching the game, I didn't know about this conversation between the referees. Therefore, when I saw the foul, I was like, yeah, that's a foul, 100%. But but uh, but that makes, that makes so much sense now, why the game was so, like, not... Fa- why it wasn't blowing for fouls. So, I guess, based on that, it probably, it, within the context of the game, it probably should have been a goal... Uh, realistically, I'm not going to complain about it or anything because, I mean, at the end of the day, 0-0 would have been a fair result, but uh, it's just, just the way it was. You, it's, you, were, you were saying it before, it's, you want you want consistency with, with your refereeing, don't you? Exactly. You want every, you want the, how however the game's going to flow, how the referee decides how he wants the game to play, it needs to be throughout the match. Obviously, the best thing you want is throughout the league every game, but it ain't going to happen. It's the world we live in. You know, referees are shit at the end of the day. So they're never going to have it across every game. But, you know, given the ref, right, he's let that game play how he wanted to play, hasn't he? The whole way through it. Until 
VAR gets involved and there's another bloke who has who's made his decision that you need to go and check that. And as we know, if the referee's being told to double check, he's going to change his mind because he's like, oh, some other guy thinks I've made a mistake here. I best, you know, or I'm going to have to overturn it before he's even looked at it. But really, if... It was Anthony Taylor referee, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If he had balls, he would have watched that and gone, I have given them all game. I ain't overturning it because I've seen Liverpool do that and I've let it go. Just because the ball's gone in the back of the net doesn't mean that I now have to change one of them. So out of all them fouls in the whole game, he's changed one. And then there was obviously the incident with Bernardo Silva and Salah, which was pretty much exactly the same, ended up in, for God knows what reason the referee has to stop the game to send a manager off. That is just mind-boggling, because I don't, that, I don't, that's never happened, for, for basically the same type of foul. So I just that was just what amazed me. Like I felt like he, I feel like he lost. He basically he didn't have the balls to disobey VAR when he should have. Yeah, so maybe a bit frustrating. As I say, as a City fan, I'm not going to complain about it. I did think it was a foul, but you can feel a little bit aggrieved that the referee should have stuck. He should have stuck to his guns, or he should have shut yeah. up. Like you, you can't, you cannot say this is what is going to happen, and then in the crucial moment go. Oh, actually, I want to change my mind now. Mm. Yeah, so re really weird decision. And it's a shame because um, that that was probably the, that was probably the first bit of play where De Bruyne properly slipped in Hall and, and it fell to Foden. Um, uh, j j just briefly, I I don't think Allison had control of the ball, so I don't think that that would have been an I issue. Think, I think that's a lot of bollocks. That decision. End of the day, what's control of the ball? Like. You're telling me that if you're diving out sideways and the hand, your hands are just touching it, you haven't got control. Exactly. Control to me is in your chest. Yeah. Or you've got your hands on top of the ball pushing it down. Yeah. So 100%. Haaland's got every right to go for that. Yeah. Simple as that. So. Yeah. So if, if, we're yeah. To, if we're to assume the foul isn't given, then we're in agreement that the referee that wouldn't have disallowed it. Yeah. That shouldn't get him, no. Yeah. And then obviously... Uh, that brought the game into life. Liverpool did score from a Allison with the assist, I believe. Just one ball, route one, and Cancelo, who I think we talked on it last po podcast when he played an excellent game against Southampton, and we both agree he's probably the best fullback in the world right now. He did make a stupid error. I, I, I chastised him live because I was very angry because that's that's the thing. You know, players who are like maybe borderline world class like Cancelo should not be making errors like that ever. But in fairness, it is the first mistake he's made all season that I can really think of. You know, this isn't a Trent Alexander-Arnold situation where he's even played, but we're still having to go with him. Uh, this isn't a Trent situation where he keeps making mistakes and mistakes and mistakes and mistakes and mistakes. This is a one-time occur occurrence, certainly this season. He's been excellent up until now. Just made a stupid error. Cost, uh, cost his team the game, ultimately, uh, because that was the winning goal. Salah with a good finish. Um, and... Uh, at the end of the day, for me, it was two balanced teams in terms of the play. Well, it did interest me that Liverpool opted to, that Klopp opted to set up Liverpool very defensively and very reserved and allowed City to have, I think it was around 60, between 60 and 70% of the ball um, at, her, at Anfield, which which even against City, that, that does surprise me. It was more, like, more of a throwback Klopp to like sort of like 27-18 Liverpool rather than more and more the more controlled Liverpool we've seen in recent uh, seasons, um, and we both agree nil nil was probably a, a fair result. Yeah, yeah. I, I think nil nil would have been fair. Yeah, uh, so certainly on the balance of play. Uh, anyway, um, 
uh, got, got a bit nasty afterwards. You say Klopp got red carded. Um, fans obviously attacking each other and that's and that sort of thing. I, th I think like uh, the managers got attacked as well and the team bosses got attacked. It's not not very nice. This uh, rivalry is becoming a bit um, a bit nasty, uh, which you don't like to see. Um, hopefully everyone's okay who did get uh, assaulted and all that stuff. Um, oh, anything else happening at the game? Oh, um, what was interesting, I thought, uh, is just just touching on injuries as well. Jota is now out until after the World Cup. Add that to Luis Diaz, who is out until after the World Cup. So we're probably going to see a front three of Nunez, Firmino, and Salah now. Um, which, which is just which is just interesting. I thought Salah played very well today, by the way. It was more like a it was more sort of like a striker uh, than anything else. So it, mm. it, it, was, it was very interesting. Uh, but just go, going back to the injuries, Trent also missed his game. And again, Gasquet. Again, it seems every single Trent, Trent came on, didn't he? Yes. He came on. Yes, he, Trent did yeah. come on, but like the game was, I think it was like the 85th yeah. minute he came yeah. on. And he also was a, he was also put on the right, right, right wing or right midfield, so not even in defence. Out of the way. <laughs> yes, exactly. And as I say, I know we seem to be criticising him every single week. But Gasky, Milner, I know he didn't play well there last season. Genuinely, I think one of the reasons why City weren't able to properly overload Liverpool's right with Bernardo and Foden, partly because Bernardo and Foden didn't play that well, genuinely is because Milner played there instead of Trent. And I... Yeah. Go on. I, th I think potentially if Trent starts, that I, I do think that's the way City played. You do beat Liverpool that way if Trent starts. Well, clearly Milner knew what he was doing, whereas I feel like Trent would get so overwhelmed next to go, and especially next to go with, I think Gomez would have looked, and it with Trent there, he would have looked worse as well. Yes. So I think it's good that Trent didn't play. Yeah, and that's not that's not me having a go. Genuinely, Milner was very Milner was very good. Gomez was very good for once. Van Dijk was was also uh, back to his best. It seemed. Uh, Rob Robertson again offensively was very good. Just just uh, unfortunately for City, lots of Liverpool players having very good games uh, ha happening to happen against City. Conversely, lots of City players not having good games. Uh, Haaland probably should have finished and maybe one of the chances. But at the same time, he needed a bit better service coming yeah, that, into him. I think that head, that head, oh, Matt Tedder he had as well, it just took too long to come in. He ended up so far away yeah. at the back post that he had no chance of going in. He should have come in sooner, for yeah. example. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yes, and City not quite getting the, the final uh, ball there. Yeah. Uh, fr from a City perspective... Um, I'm not concerned about the the results. Realistically, obviously, it's not nice to lose. Uh, it's, uh, oh, it, uh, Arsenal fans will be well happy as well, Gas, because it means the Invincibles record is not going to get um, <laughs> touched for another season, at least. We have a week without talking about Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're top of the league. You can't avoid it now. You I can't know, avoid I it. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, so not not overly concerned about the results. As I say, annoying to lose, but the last, uh, like the, the last, um, basically nearly every single time City win the title, uh, they don't normally beat, they don't normally beat Liverpool and Anfield. I think it's happened like once in the past 20 or so years. Uh, uh, at the end of the day, Liverpool, if, even if they win their game in hand, they're still seven points behind City. City are only four points behind Arsenal, who we'll, we'll get on to next. We're still undetermined, will, who I still think will slip up. Um, even though it wasn't the best performance from certain individuals, relatively happy. Nil nil would have been a fair result. I don't think I can really be uh, too angry about mm -hmm. that. Uh, just a bit annoyed at Cancel's individual error. But hey, these things happen. And sometimes 
it, it's the tiny little things like that which can decide uh, individual football matches. Uh, but that was Liverpool 1, City 0. Gasky, did you have any uh, sort of closing thoughts on that whole section? Um, I mean, the only thing that we haven't mentioned is bloody Nunes, to be honest. Like, <laughs> he, he, could have, he could have had a hat-trick. Put it this way, he could have had a hat-trick. But, or he could have helped Liverpool score a couple more. But, but uh, this, I genuinely do think there's an ego problem with him. And that's where he'll struggle at Liverpool. But they're, so, they're such a good team. And you've got potentially arrogant player here who feels he has every right to try and justify his price tag or something. Like he could have, he could have easily got two assists, but yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm just not sure. I still think he's, a, he's still potentially a good player, but I just don't think he suits Liverpool. His type of attitude. Well, there was a three on one, wasn't there? And it's either, it's either selfishness or being a moron in in not pa- in not passing the ball. Like it's it's sel- it's either selfish in that he knows his teammates are there and he's opted to not pass. Or he's a moron in that he's he's got so much time to look up. He's a moron in that he hasn't even bothered to look up and therefore doesn't even isn't even aware of the options. He did it, he did it again as well though. There was another moment that was like three on two and he's not got his head up. Okay, yeah, he managed to play it across goal and almost a tap in. But if he got his head up, I think it was was it it might have been Jotto, I can't remember. Someone else was in the box and he's like, pass it, lay him off. And he just didn't look up again and just I just he needs to his decision making is horrendous. But I People always have a lot of going, yeah, he's decision-making, he's young, he'll get used to it. I think genuinely he's a cocky shit. That's genuinely what I think it is. Bold from Gasky there. Nunez, you heard it here first. He's a cocky cockerel. Um, there you go. That is uh, Darwin Nunez. Uh, and that was Liverpool versus Man City. I to say congrats to uh, Liverpool. But I still I, I mean, I, I still think City win the title this season. That This this will not define City's season the way Anfield really does for City, because we normally do so poorly there. Uh, speaking of poor, Leeds were poor against Arsenal because they were not able to put the ball in the back of the net. Despite having a penalty, Arsenal beating them 1-0. Saka with a very good uh, low-probability goal. Um, are Arsenal riding their luck, Gasky, or are they the real deal? Because they do, I don't know who they are, but they do say that the sign of a title contender is winning games when you are playing poorly. How do you interpret that? That's exactly what they're doing. They they've won. I'd say a handful of. I would say main main two main games would be Fulham and this one, where they're just you look at them and you think, yeah, not a chance these can win the league. And it, and it comes back to that analogy of an elephant in a tree, doesn't it? it, it how did it get up there? No one knows, but it's going to fall. But it, it looks like that 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 branch has got a lot of a lot of protection, a lot of scaffolding below it <laughs> to help it stay up. But eventually, it's going to crack. You can just see. And and as I keep saying, it's the same eleven every time. Remove remove one of these players, or remove a couple base injuries potentially, or fatigue. What will happen? It's going to happen at some point. You can't play the same thirteen players every week. It, it doesn't. It's not going to work. So. I think, yeah, I think they will drop off. I mean, they, they do play well, don't get me wrong. I'm not just going to be this, everyone's going to say, oh, Gasky's just, you know, he hates, he's just disgusted by Arsenal, he can't stand him. No, they play great football. But, shut up. They will <laughs> they will fall. <laughs> All right? <laughs> and then, then we'll see. Then we'll see the fans. Let's see how their reaction is then if they lose two in a row. Are they going to start wanting heads? We'll see. And it's also going to be interesting, you know, when we get past, when we get after the World Cup, when Arsenal inevitably get deep, well, when we start the League Cup, 
the FA Cup, when they get deeper into the Europa League, because they're, they're going to like top their group, aren't they? When they Will get... they do a clap? Will they do a clap and bin them off? Will they bin them off? I'm, I'm not so sure. Uh, but, but either way, there'll have to be more rotation uh, and then players aren't going to be uh, rested as much, that sort of uh, thing. And the, the inevitably, bad performances will catch up with you. And this... I'm not saying Arsenal got lucky, but I am saying Arsenal got lucky because the probability of scoring a penalty generally is between 75 and 80% in terms of XG. Um, Leeds missed a penalty. It wasn't even a Ramsdale save. It was a missed penalty. Um, if you miss the target, you do, you do not deserve to take a penalty again because you hit the target. You were, How many... I think nearly every single penalty taker is going to be a striker. Your job is to hit the target to start with. That's minimum. Mm. If you miss the target, just... Retire. Give someone else should take it, yeah. Because... Oh, I don't know. Just how did you miss the target? Yeah, so 80% of the time, Leeds would have scored a goal. Who knows, maybe Arsenal still win, but it makes it a different uh, dynamic. Leeds also had yeah. a, a penalty overturned, and I believe a red card overturned as well uh, in the last... Gabriel again. Yeah, what a surprise. Yeah, obviously it was like overturned anyway, but still. Um, the, the penalty was overturned anyway, but still. Uh, is showing potential uh, chinks in uh, the armour. But Arsenal, four points ahead with uh, with City losing... And they go marching on. Will well, they win the title? Almost yeah, definitely I not. Like to add, though, I would like to add, though. Yeah. The last, the last time a team won, I think it was the first eight out of nine Premier League games, and didn't win the title. Do you know who that was? Was it Arsenal by any chance? It was. But then it happened a time before that as well. Do you know who the team was then? Um, was it Liverpool? It was Arsenal. Oh. The only team to do it. and it, so So they can make it the free peak. They could win the treble. <laughs> They're balling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that is that. That was Arsenal uh, getting a cheeky win over Leeds. Uh, there was no win in this game. Manchester United nil, Newcastle nil. Uh, Gasky, I'm going to confess, I did not watch the game, so I'm not going to begin it to. Watch it on TV, so I oh, was like, uh, yeah, I so... was off. I was off extended highlights. So, uh, t- I mean, uh, so talk me through this game because unfortunately, I, I, I had. Uh, Nick Pope and uh, and another Newcastle defender in my FPL, so I did very well here. Yeah, all right, for some minute. Uh, yeah, so uh, United struggling to score goals uh, this season, it seems. Uh, t- talk me through what what happened in this game. Was it because Newcastle were good defensively or United poor offensively? What happened? Uh, I, I felt like Newcastle did barely anything. Like, apart from Jillington hitting, I think he hit the bar twice from the same basically chance. Uh, apart from that, they didn't do anything, especially second half. But it was like the midweek Europa League game again. You, you're throwing everything at it without even threatening. It, it makes sense. It's like there's so there's so much quality in that team, but inconsistent. You don't know what's going to show up. You, Ericsson's. I don't think Ericsson was fit. He hasn't played. Nothing comes from the middle. It's so it's so slow. I've never seen so many. I've never seen you attack so much in the last week, and the centre backs make so many touches. It takes them so long just to progress the ball, so teams are in shape. And then you got to the end of the game. Rashford should have shot, didn't pass it to Fred. Fred missed tapping. Of course he did. And then Rashford missed. Rashford missed from about three yards out ahead of Man header. Again, they should have won, but they didn't. And also, I know people will mention like the the referee in the game again. It was at least it was consistent, consistently shit. Newcastle should have had a penalty. United should have had a penalty. United potentially should have two penalties. But at least he was consistent from both sides. <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, it's just, 
the first you know just you don't know what they're gonna, this is the thing you don't know what's going to show up they can they can go they could potentially after this beat Tottenham tomorrow beat Chelsea at the weekend win the, win every game up to the World Cup be up there and then they'll lose ten in a row when they come back you just you don't know what's going to happen with them and it's honestly it's very head scratching to watch. Well, well, it's head scratching for you to watch. I didn't even bother watching it. That's my thoughts on it. you. <laughs> Manchester United. But there we go. Uh, those were the most interesting uh, matches from this week uh, in, in, a, in a relatively quiet uh, Premier League uh, match week, I think it's fair to say. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. No, uh, another uh, event which was relatively uneventful, the Ballon d'Or took place and what a surprise Karim Benzema won of course he did we literally knew that was going to happen basically from around the semi-final point of the Champions League rightly or wrongly we all knew it was going to happen uh Benzema won it um uh, I believe uh Gavi won whatever the young equivalent is of the Ballon d'Or uh Man City won club of the year because it's it's not just the men's it's also the women's and the under 18s and all that stuff and and I think the under-18s won their league and the under-21s won their league, etc. And we also had a woman nominated in the Ballon d'Or as, in addition to the uh, five from the men's side. Uh, so City won that. Um, and interesting fact, Gaski, Kevin De Bruyne not only becomes the first ever Belgian player to make the podium, to make the top three, he also becomes the first ever Manchester City player to make the top three <laughs> in Ballon d'Or history. Uh, Sadio Mane came second. Don't really know what that's all about. Uh, for me, that's AFCON tax. Um, it's because he won the, the Africa Cup of Nations. Um, there's no way he deserved to be... I don't care what anyone says. There's no way he deserved to be in second ahead of Kevin De Bruyne based on last season. Even though the judges are told nowadays, don't take into account team trophies. They obviously do. Like, come on, they obviously, we, they obviously do. Um and uh, and yeah, uh, Benzema won Gasky. Um, what what were your thoughts on the evening, if indeed you had any? If I think it was fair for him to win it, it is. I feel like without Messi and Ronaldo dominating every single week and just what is it, a hundred goal contributions a year, it is a lot more difficult to have an out like an outstanding winner. But it is. I mean, it's hard to when when you have a player like Benzema who's getting all these important goals. I know you say don't include team trophies, but again, he he got a lot of the wins and the get it helped the team a lot to win the Champions League, you know. So I think out of everyone, it is probably fair for him to mm-hmm. win it. Uh, the the young player one, I, I don't watch enough European football to know how much Gary does, but when you've got when you've got players like Jude Bellingham who is who's come from nowhere to go and play in play in Germany, captain captain Dortmund now at times and playing as well as he is he makes you you know what, what do they have to do whereas Gavi like he has it's not it's not as if like with, especially with social media is nowadays you don't see his name in lights constantly you know it's not like he's doing like like for example Pedri was Pedri was in it all the time last season but I think that was mainly because you know the amount of games he was playing and minutes he was playing but I just I just I don't watch enough of it so I can't really have a strong opinion but I just feel like it. I would hear more if it was yeah, he should win that. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, out out the two Barcelona youngsters, Pedri or Gavi, from what I've seen of them, Pedri's the better player by a, by a fair distance. Mm. Um, so, but hey, uh, so a bit, bit surprising Gavi won it, considering all the other uh, nominees. You, you, you raised one there, uh, Jude Bellingham, for example. Um, but 
pay pay her at least it's some yeah. of the young ones yeah. so i guess it doesn't really matter uh, yeah benzema yeah. benzema definitely deserved to win uh though there were no other options realistically um i think had, had City, i mean it's a big if obviously had city won the champions league then de bruyne wins it quite easily but obviously that didn't yeah, happen um did you see Courtois' comments about uh, after the Ballon d'Or was announced? Yeah, I, I read about him saying, like, what else does a keeper have to do? Yeah. I, I mean, it, okay, it's, it's it's a grown man throwing the tyres at the pram. Okay. But I do, a part of me, I do kind of think, like, yeah, what can a keeper do? Because what what do you, the main stat you go off for keepers or anything, the main thing you go for keepers is ball going in your net. But then it's not just down to him. Mm-hmm. Whereas putting the ball on the other end for an attacker, it's down to that one person to do it. Whereas a goalie, you're relying on also... For example, if, if your centre-back decides not to run and there's a guy stood on marks on the penalty spot, what is, you know, you're expecting the striker to score. So it's not really the keeper's fault. Whereas if you look at what Courtois did in a lot of the games, he did do a lot. He stopped a lot of goals. But really, a keeper will probably never win it because it's... And people, like you said, they'll always take in te- the team team into account yeah and you, you you said it there courtois did do very well in the champions league he was he he, he was outstanding against psg chelsea city the, the one moment especially against city where city were one nil up in madrid and jack Grealish has a shot which caught it's a world-class save from courtois it keeps his team in the game and they ultimately go on and win it and again in the final against liverpool played very well uh so i think he's got i think he's got it raises two interesting. I think it raises two points for me. I think because I, I don't know if yeah. I, I think he's. I think there's a there's a there's a wider point which is legitimate that he's making, and then there's like a crybaby point which which I don't buy at all. So his wider point, I do agree with because his wider point is a goalkeeper. It's it's almost impossible for a goalkeeper to win the Ballon d'Or. Is his wider point, and I agree with that. One one goalkeeper has won it in its history. That was Yashin. You know, uh, whenever that was. You know, decades ago. He's obviously dead now um and i believe that the last time a goalkeeper came like got second was buffon in 2006 when italy won the world cup and i believe juventus won the league title that season but then there was the whole match fixing thing a couple years later but at, when the nominations were happened uh, that that wasn't released uh, that wasn't announced so um so yes yeah, so, buffon uh, was the closest we've come and, and maybe that maybe I don't even know if I've got an issue with a goalkeeper never winning it because at the end of the day, football is going to be biased towards the attacking players because at the end of the day, what's the hardest thing in football? It's scoring goals. It's creating goals. Obviously, a goal- I'm not saying a goalkeeper's got an easy job, but the sexiest elements of football, the hardest elements of football, the elements which we genuinely really care about. I mean, every- I mean we do like world-class saves, but realistically, we watch football to watch attacking play and goals, don't we? Uh, so obviously, so I don't even know if there's an issue. I mean, I mean, at that point, Gasky, do you think there's an issue with Ballon d'Or being prejudiced towards attacking players? I don't even know if there's an issue. I don't think so, but it is one of those where you do feel for them. Like the further back you are from the attack, the less individual awards you're going to win. Yeah, really. But, you know, that's just how it is. So yeah, I don't think there's much of an issue. It's like if your team plays, if your keeper plays so well, or your defenders play so well. The first thing you, you don't go, you, you go, oh, our defence was amazing. The first thing you go is, attacking was crap. Mm. It's the first thought that comes to your head. So, you know, your first brain goes to the other end first. So, because if your defence plays amazingly and your attack plays crap, you're not winning games. 
Yeah. So, so I, I yeah. so I agree with this wider issue. Don't necessarily think it's an issue, but I agree with the premise. But yeah. now he didn't say this outright, but he was essentially because he said he basically said, "I don't know what more I could have done to win this award." Now he's basically implying there that he thinks he probably should have won the Ballon d'Or, or at least did all he could to win it. At least one of those two. Now I would say to that is bollocks mate 2014 manuel neuer did way more than you did in tw in, in this season so and, and i don't i don't recall neuer coming out and making those childish statements and, and having a cry uh, and the same thing with 2006 buffon he, he was much better than you in 2006 than you are in 2022 so i understand his wider points but I don't agree with him basically insinuating that maybe he should have been either higher in the rankings or that he did all he could do, etc. Because he because he, he's acting again. Maybe I've taken this out of context, but he's, I've inferred from this that he's implying that he had the best goalkeeping season you can have, and that's not the case. Because as right. I say, 2014 Neuer, let's be honest, was much better than yeah. th this season's version unless, of Courtois. Unless Belgium can somehow go on an amazing World Cup run and win it, and he does this, he does what he did for Real Madrid in the Champions League, then I might be like, next year. Okay. Potentially, right, yeah. I get your point. You know, that type of thing. But yeah, it's... Okay, yeah. I, yeah, like you said, his point is fair. You know, it is very, very difficult, and it's like an award for all of football, and it get it does get attackers more credit. But, can you chill out? Like, yeah you know for me he's he thinks he's better than he is that's that's my uh sort of like closing yeah. closing statements on courtois uh beef between nobbins and courtois confirmed uh confirmed uh but yes uh, that that was the ballon d'or quickly gasky i want a one i want a one word answer who's winning the ballon d'or next year Kevin De Bruyne. i like that answer Three words is fine. I'll take it anyway. <laughs> it's mini game time. It's guess the football in 60 seconds. No messing around, Gasky. I've got a footballer for you to guess. Are you ready? I am. Okay. Guess the footballer in 60 seconds. Go. Are they still playing? No. Okay. Uh, are they retired? Yes. Okay. Are they most known for the Premier League? Yes. Are they most known for playing for a team in the Premier League now? Yeah. Uh, yes. Are they currently playing? Are they currently the top six? Yes. Okay. Uh, is it a Northern club? Yes. Okay. Is it a Manchester club? Yes. Is it Manchester United? Yes. Okay. Uh, are they? Are they only ever played in the Premier League? No. Okay. Have they played in Spain? Mm, yes. Yeah. Have they played in? Are they only Spain and England? Or have they played elsewhere? No, elsewhere. Um, they played in Italy. No. Have they played in Germany? Yes. Okay. Um, so, are, are they a goalkeeper? No. Are they a midfielder? Not really. Are they are they a midfield slash attacker? More of a striker. More of a striker. Okay. Um, uh, did they play for a Madrid or Barcelona? So Madrid. No. Did they played for Barcelona. Yes. Okay. Uh, ooh. Okay. Uh, and it was an attacker. Final guess. Ooh. You didn't get the. Questions. You didn't get the era. No, I didn't get the air. I forgot about it. Honestly, there's so many questions flying about. I forget one. It's <laughs> the key one. Right, so striker. Yes. He played for United. Most known for United. Yes. And he also played for Barcelona. Yes. I didn't get the National League. <laughs> <It's laughs> no, did. Yeah. This is horrendous. Right, okay. We might be able to clutch this out of thin air. Excellent. He's retired as well. Yes. He's retired. Okay. Yes. 
Oh, it'd be so good if you get this. It's a hard one. Hmm. I think. The you need. I, th you need, I think you need the era. Right. Okay. Oh, I can't. I can't even think. I need. I need. It's gonna have to. Uh, gonna say like. Oh no! I can't even think anymore. Okay. I need. I need that era. You're right. I need that era. Uh, we expect you definitely would have got it if you got the nationality. Give me it. Go on. What's the nationality? You definitely would have got it if you got the nationality. He's Welsh. Oh, Mark Hughes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, in the okay. 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 most known for two spells at Manchester United, also played very briefly yeah. for Barcelona and Bayern Munich, uh, but obviously most well known for United. That's why it's key to try to get a nationality what? if you can. Oh, uh, there's too many questions to about. <laughs> okay, have you got your first one for me? My little brain. I'm ready. I think you've said you made these very hard for me. Is that right? Uh, you, you should have heard about. Okay. Okay. Guess the footballer. 60 seconds. Go. Are they still playing? No. Okay, so they're retired. Yes. Are they most known for a top five league? Yes. Are they most known for the Premier League? No. Are they most known for Germany? No. Are they most known for England? No. Are they most known for Spain? Yes. Okay. Barcelona? No. Real Madrid? Yes. Uh, uh, did they play in the uh, in the 80s? No. Before the 80s? No. Did they play for Real Madrid in the 90s? Mm, yes. Did they play for Real Madrid in the noughties? Yes. Primarily the noughties? Yeah. Give or take. European? Yes. Um, Western European? Yes. Goalkeeper? No. Midfielder? No. Defender? No. Striker? Yes. Okay. Um, oh, God. Uh, did they win a Champions League? Yes. Uh, English? No. Uh, Spanish? Yes. Raul? No. Oh, God. Um, uh, right, that's the final guess. Uh, Spanish? Oh, right. Okay. Um, Spanish striker who didn't win the Champions League. He did win the Champions League. Oh, sorry, did win the Champions said, League. Yeah. yeah. And played in the nineties and the noughties. Oh God! Uh, oh, uh, my 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 last my my only option was Raúl. I don't know. Oh, he's Spanish. Um. Oh God! I should have asked more questions about like international level. Now I've. I've uh... I'll be. I'll be nice, right? He, he also. Obviously, you only ever got that he played primarily for Real Madrid. Okay. He played. He did play for Liverpool. For a very small portion of his career, Liverpool, and that, and he played for Liverpool after. Oh God, I'm wondering if it's some randomer. Um, I mean, he scored. He scored a goal in the Champions League final. So, <laughs> oh God, that's a big clue, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Spanish. I've, I've no, I know, I've no idea, no idea. Fernando Morientes. I, I cannot picture who that is. Genuinely cannot picture oh, who that right, is. Well, I thought you would have heard of him. He's quite. I, maybe I have. <laughs> I, I need to Google his face now. He was. He was like. He played for Real Madrid like late nineties, early nineties. I can't. Right. Okay. I think I remember his face. Okay. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I should have got that. Oh yeah. He looks a bit like Aguero. Yeah. I should have got that. And and I did mm -hmm. not did not get the Liverpool connection though. Did not get that one. You see, like this is this is how my That's... ball knowledge is a bit mixed because I thought he was played a while for Liverpool, right? But I didn't realise how actually prolific he was for Real Madrid. Oh yeah, really yeah, nice, I but... never would have got that. Well done. That was a hard one.
but a good one nevertheless. Okay, I've got your last one. Are you ready? Yes. Guess the footballer, 60 seconds, go. Are they still playing? Yes. Did they play for a top five league? Yes. Did they play in the Premier League? Yes. Did they play for a top six club? No. Okay, uh, did they play for... Um, did they play in the Northern club? Yes. Okay, did they play for Leeds? No. Did they play for Newcastle? Yes. Okay, uh, are they a midfielder? No. Are they a goalkeeper? No. Are they a defender? Yes. Okay, uh, are they European? Yes. Okay, are they Dutch? Yes. The Dot Botman. Yes, well Let's done. Go. I gave you a slightly easier one there. Well done. Right, I'll You felt sorry for me, didn't you? <laughs> Be real. Well, I thought Mark Hughes was quite hard, so I was like, okay, I'll give you a slightly easier one now. Okay, so I've got my last one. See if I can redeem myself. Are you ready? Yep. Guess the football is 60 seconds. Go. Still playing? Yes. Uh, top five league? Yes. Premier, uh, Premier League? No. Italy? No. Germany? No. France? No. Spain? Yes. Barcelona? No. Real Madrid? No. Um, are they in the Champions League? No. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> why not? Are they in the Europa League? No. Are they in the Conference League? No. Do I know who this is? Yes. Are their best days behind them? Yes. Right. Uh, are they most known for um, a, pre a, a top five league? Yes. Are they most known for the Premier League? No. Are they most known for Spain? Yes. Okay, are they most known for Real Madrid? <laughs> No. The most known for Barcelona. No. Uh, oh my God. Are the most known for Sevilla. No. And the most known for Valencia. No. The, the most you missed known, one. The most known for Real Sociedad. Atletico Madrid. Yes. Oh God. Right. Okay. Right. Fine. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Right. Okay. So. Oh God. That's a hard one. I'm not. I don't... So this. This one. This one. You spent too long figuring out who you played for now, rather yes. than well, who I, well, you did. I realized yeah. that. I was like, right. Yeah, I need yeah. to do the pass connection. Okay. So their best days are behind them. Atletico Madrid, but they still play in Spain. Yes. Uh, they play for a dead club. Um, yeah, pretty much. No, oh, I should have asked what era for Atletico Madrid. I've no idea what nationality they are. Um, but I've got zero clue. Um. He might still be playing for uh, Atletico Madrid. Uh, what's he called? Um, a midfielder. No, I said you don't, you don't because you asked if they play in the Champions League and they don't. So he's not at Atletico Madrid at the moment. No, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm trying to think of. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I can't remember what he's called. I'm, I'm going to go for that Spanish central midfielder who used to be there. I don't know if he might still be their captain now. Um, what's he called? Uh, oh, Koke. No, not him. Um, so? Oh, I know who you oh, mean. Oh, the other uh, one. Gabby. Is it Gabby? <laughs> No. <laughs> right. Who is it? Uh, he 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 went to the Premier League on loan. Went for to... United and Chelsea. What? Uh, uh, Falcao. Yeah. Oh, who's he play for nowadays? Uh, Rayo Balacano. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, and there's a reason. Course. There's a link to the two players I picked. They're both, they're both. No, I, I, they're both up front of my uh, ultimate team. Brilliant. <laughs> and they're very good. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Well, I did really poorly there. Very well done. Yeah. I mean, Falcao, to be fair, I mean, and you, you are right. Falcao was mostly associated with Atletico Madrid. That, that was the one I was struggling um, with because I was like, some people might argue Monaco, some yeah. might Porto, but I felt like Atletico Madrid was always the most prolific yeah. he was. I, so. I th yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely right. Um, I guess I just saw... I probably associated him with Monaco just because I saw him for Monaco yeah, against yeah. City. But yeah, 100% he's an Atletico Madrid player. 
well done. So um, I've once again done really badly on Guess the Foot Bar in 60 seconds. Um, hooray. It is impossible to keep track of all the football, but your best chance is here. Uh, we got a couple knob uh, uh, knob gas questions from my knoblets, my supporters on yeah. Patreon. Will asks, who's a Borough fan? If you had to name the best defensive midfielder come manager of all time, who would it be? I think he's asking that uh, because Michael Carrick is going to become a uh, Borough manager. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, I'd probably say off the top of my head, I would say, I'd probably say Pep, really. It's, uh, it's, it's Pep. I think he's being cheeky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even think of any others that are like... Great managers. Gattuso, would... you know, he just sometimes does he... interesting things. He's a bit mental, though. And DR, with a very uh, morbid question, asks, how would you like the Earth to end if it had to end tomorrow? Uh, within half a second, just so it's done. It's gone. But how? What would be the, what would be the sequence of events? Okay, I'm gone. Yes. Why would it interest me? I want it to happen because of a finger, so... Yeah. Really? Uh... I don't need to know. <laughs> No, I'm um, just thinking like, you, you know, not, not like a nuclear holocaust because that would be quite grim, wouldn't it? Um, if an asteroid hit us, I feel like we'd all, I think that's something that we'd all boil in like the atmosphere or something like that. I, I don't know, something like that. But yeah, so uh, I just, I'm just like, if it's going to end, I just ready to end immediately. Like any death, just end it. Like, don't, I don't want to be in pain. Yeah. Or feel anything, I just want it to be done. I mean, it would be nice, for example, for like float of a longer, a rainbow bridge or something and then just, boop, gone. It'd be nice, you know, it'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? But it would be pretty cool. Absolutely. Those are the uh, very odd questions from Enoblitz. Thank you guys so much for those. It will never be finally decided who has won the football. And we can take a very quick preview of next week's matches. We've got Southampton versus Arsenal. Gasky score prediction could be a tricky one for Arsenal. Uh one nil Southampton. Oh cheeky. And then we've got I'm two... never I'm I'm gonna be that guy. I am never going to say Arsenal are gonna win. So then we go, ha! <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you throw enough uh, mud at the wall, some of it might stick. Uh, and we've got two big, two very big games for Manchester United, actually. Um, they can have their say, potentially, on, on the title race. They play Spurs and they play Chelsea. Uh, are you quietly confident about either of those? Um, or no. no? But they'll get six points and I'll be like, what do I know? I'm saying it'll annoy me more. They'll get six points and they'll play well. And it'll annoy me more because the following week they will lose and they'll play shit. As they've done all season, and it'll wind me up. I fully expect Spurs to no. beat. I fully expect Spurs to beat United, playing very bad football, having like forty percent of the ball at Old Trafford. But Harry Kane gets a goal from a corner or something like that. And Chelsea, I can. I think the Chelsea game will be a bit more interesting. But United Spurs, that is not going to be a good spectacle. That's going to be really tepid, torrid football. Um, United can break teams down, and top and Spurs won't try. Yeah. So let will. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a it's a terrifying combination. <laughs> it's a terrifying combination. Uh, and City are playing uh, Brighton. Um, hopefully, I, I've got some uh, uh, family pe uh, members coming up from Brighton that uh, week actually, so I'll be going to the match with them. Uh, so therefore, there will not be a match day vlog on the channel. Apologies for that, chaps. Um, Sweet. Uh, but uh, yes, those are next week's matches, and now it's time for. It's ball buster. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for the ball busters clues for next week. Again, guys, I will write this as a pinned comment, but uh, you can also listen to them now if you want. Please make sure to leave a comment uh, with your answers. That's the only way you can enter. You get knob coins. 
currency on stream you get glory and you get a role an exclusive role in our discord server dr's won it five times in a row guys come on are you really gonna let him win a sixth time come on now sort, sort it out sort it out uh there are three to get you can win you don't have to get all three to win by the way you can win with just getting one correct uh if no one else gets it right here are the ones and gasky's struggling with some of these as well by the way the first ones are ld ld and the clue is superman's girlfriend is playing basketball next one is mk mk and the clue is the greatest male murder and the final one aw aw the rod on which a wheel turns has sold its inventive thought i'll read that one out again because it's a bit of a wordy one aw the rod on which a wheel turns has sold its inventive thought those are the ball busters clues for this week get your answers in by leaving a comment on the youtube video for glory and knob coins and a discord server role and also because it's a bloody fun game uh because i say so anyway uh, guys that is the podcast that is the knobcast really hope you have in enjoyed it uh we spent a long time on the liverpool city game but i think that's fine because it was basically the only really big oh, game happened. yeah it was the only really big game from uh this week i would try to get better at guess i said so, so annoying because i think i had a streak gasky where i got in like four podcasts in a row i got everyone right it does it does seem like we you know it's like we've gone at each other with foam swords just to have a bit of fun. And then we've both whipped out these claymores and just start slashing at each other now. Like, <laughs> can you get this? <laughs> In fairness, I think I was I think I was always quite harsh on you, to be fair. I think you I think you went easy on me at the start, and now we, now it's like the tables have turned and I was just like, no, I'm not going on easy <laughs> easy on you. I like, now. I like mixing it up. No, no, it's good. I, I like it. It's it's a challenge and and maybe yeah. maybe next time it'll be a challenge I can <laughs> I can win. But Gasky, that is the knobcast. Um do you have any uh, final thoughts you want to give for our lovely viewers? Yeah, I'm just, I just hope you know. Now it's, it looks better for everyone. You know, you don't have to see me pixelated. I'm nice and clear. The beard is horrendous. I get that. It will be shaved. Don't worry. But yeah, I'm, uh, I hope everyone has a fantastic week. Wonderful stuff. And we will, of course, be back next week as well for more of the Knobcast. Uh, if you guys did enjoy uh, the podcast, please make sure to leave, leave a like on the YouTube video. Leave your comments. Uh, with the ball busters answers and also your feedback on the podcast uh also head over to spotify and apple podcast give us a five star rating and review you know you want to and we'll see you next time bye <laughs>